Hi, I'm Ben Richardson, and you're listening to the Karate Podcast, where we talk about karate, the competitive sport of Kumite, and the warrior's journey. Brought to you in association with Kumite Coach, the world's first progressive online high-definition coaching platform, created by coaches and fighters for coaches, fighters, and students of karate. Join KumiteCoach.com today and take your karate to the next level. Okay, guys, welcome to the Karate Podcast. Really excited to have back with us today British Olympic coach Paul Newby-sensei, former WKF world champion and also part of the Kumite Coach team. So, Newby, thanks very much for being here. Great to have you on again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure. And so right now you are training, you're in Manchester, you're training at the Olympic Centre with a few fighters based around Jordan Thomas. Can you just tell us a little bit about what's happening down at the centre for you guys at the moment? Uh, yeah, I can't remember if we talked about it last time, uh, did we? I think we briefly touched on it, very briefly. Yeah. Well, I got promoted to the um, head coach here after the first lockdown, asked if I wanted to have a bigger role. I said yes. So the next thing they asked me to take on, uh, you know, basically be, be up here every day with, with Jordan. Uh, I didn't do Mondays to start with, so they brought in another coach. Um, that didn't work out. So then they just said, look, would you be willing to do all five days up here? So I'm, I'm here every day now. Um, we have a small team. Uh, there's Joe Calloway, Panayotis uh, from Cyprus, and Jed Thompson, an up and coming lightweight. You know, um, we're all here, two, three of them, uh, Pan and uh, Joe and Jordan, are all aiming for the same day. Jed's here as a, a high level tra- extra training partner. Uh, he decided he could go full time. Uh, we needed someone lighter uh, to. It's a different movement speed and stuff. So Jed's the, the prospect in this country. He's, he's tall, he's fast, he's, he's rangy. Uh, so we brought him up here. Um, so we're training here every day uh, for that goal in June, June the 17th, I think it is, off the top of my head. I'm terrible with dates. And that's the Olympic qualifier. Um, good, good training. They're all good lads. Put the hard work in. Um, it's nice that you know they don't question they just get on with it they trust me they know that I'm doing everything that I can to help them um, we're full contact up here as in like we're training as normal we're very lucky but for us it's lucky we're under the team GB Taekwondo sort of umbrella so they've got all the protocols in place so we can go back to full training uh, a lot of the internationals in Britain haven't got that in place so it must be frustrating for them but we're, like I said we're, in, we're under that umbrella so we're doing everything as normal. Um, obviously, we can't travel at the moment. Uh, or we haven't been able to. Everything seems to be getting cancelled. We're constantly trying to get somewhere or get people in. But we always fall short. Because, again, we've got this elite sort of... Uh, we can go under this elite banner where uh, yeah. we, we could possibly travel and come back and not have to isolate and so on. But, we again, we, we can just focus on the actual fighting and the, the training, whereas... There's a team of people behind Jordan up here who will take care of all that. So we just find out if something's happening and they, they just go on and try and plan it and try and get us there or or whatnot. But it's at the moment, the world seems to be closing up again, worse than before, like way back. Um, 
yeah, so that's it. I'm, I'm staying in Manchester tonight. I get to I commute every day. The boys live with me. Uh, Jed and Pan and Joel live with me just so we can create that bubble. Yeah. Um, and then on a Wednesday, we, they, they, they let us stay in the hotel next door to the uh, the gym. So we get a, I get a breather from driving there and back and the lads get a bit of a break as well from my house and, live, you know, so it's, we're lucky up here, but deserve it at the same time Jordan did his job to get to get the money behind him and it's just such a shame though this Covid's come in and put a bit of a, uh, a stop on things or, or you know postpone things um, but again we're just living in hope and uh, training hard That's, yeah and with the uh, Olympics obviously Jordan's backed with the funding as he said he, he got the medals um, he did the work to get that is is the focus purely around his results or is it you're looking at trying to get as many people under you into that Olympic lineup as possible? See, I'm 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 the BKF coach, which is the the British Karate Federation coach with Davin Pack, and we're in charge, like we did with the juniors. We took the junior squad to Croatia for the qualifier for Buenos Aires Junior Olympics. We're doing exactly the same job under the BKF. But the, the obvious difference is Jordan is funded yeah. just for him. So even though they understand that, obviously Joe's up there and doing well and he's got a good chance, we sort of have to work around Jordan's schedule because that's we answer to I answer to Gary Hall or he answers to UK Sport. Yeah. So, but we we you know Jordan loves his teammates he's, and wants them to do well. But then we also have to answer to the people higher up, and and um, you know it is it is based around him, but they're sort of attached onto him. So yeah. they're getting the training, they're getting the facility, they're getting me to coach them, they're getting the the best training partners. So in a way, they're in a fantastic position themselves, because if it weren't for Jordan do what he'd done, this won't even be going on up here. So yeah. everyone's yeah. benefiting. I'm benefiting. My, my gym's shut, but I've, I'm working. So, um, so it's been a. Even though I've worked hard in my career to 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 land this sort of uh, this job, and and you know, hopefully my my CV speaks for itself. But at the same time, it's been a godsend because you know, being self-employed gym owner is not kind at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what chance do you think the guys have um, in June? Brilliant, brilliant chance. You know, we all know competition. Anything can happen on the day. You know, um, Jordan's a former world champion, European champion. Um, Joe's, um, if I'm just going to talk about the Brits today. Yeah. Uh, um, Joe's got a fantastic chance. He's um, He's got a European uh, bronze medal senior. And he also went to Minsk. So like Jordan with the World Games. John's got a world game silver as well. It's a different format. It's not a tournament like normal. It's a round robin. Say right. top uh, ten fighters off, uh, four fighters, whatever it is. Yep. You do a round robin, and then you go into a semi-final, final sort of thing. Um, that's the Olympics. Right. So Joe, Joe's witnessed that. Jordan's obviously uh, been a part of that with the World Games. So they're experiencing that format. Um, and that'll be the same format in June, will it? No, June will be just a tournament. Um, 
and then around Robin, supposedly about ninth. Support, but I don't know if it's changed. You know, mm. as fingers off the pulse a little bit with um, how the format of that tournament is. But you know, obviously we'll, we'll start looking at it now. It's getting closer and so on. But it'll be. We are. I'm, I'm near sure it's a normal tournament, and then the the top four going to a round robin, and then out of the round robin, the top three go through to the Olympics. So even if you get to the final on the first day, and you get to the the round robin, and you don't you come fourth in the round robin but you won it on the first day you're out right, right. but these lads are good the fit they're experienced they're, yeah got everything um the only diff- the only thing is you know um I'm, I'm just talking about the people i'm working with we've obviously got three females and another male uh, to 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 go as well uh, i do know the females through uh, coaching the england team but we don't know what training they're being able to do uh, but the you know the guys up here they've got a good chance. Um, the top fighters like the top four four guys in the category in Joe's and the top um, four in uh, it's top top two minus six sevens and two minus sixties in Jordans because they've amalgamated two sections for the Olympics. Yeah, uh, they're not even on them. So you've got four of the best guys not there anyway. Yeah. And if anything's going to take these guys out, you know it's probably one of the top four. So, yeah, I'm confident. I think we're doing the right things. Mm. And, we'll, and the lads are hungry. Sorry, you on? No, no, just saying that they're hungry. They want it. You know, yeah. they've had that time out now with this COVID thing. They, 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 everyone looked a bit flat at Christmas, uh, you know, in 2019, going into 2020. Everybody, they've done a lot. Uh, all the competition, something like twenty something um, qualifying events in two years. Wow! Um, so they've had that rest now. So everyone's a bit. I feel my guys are a bit charged up. They're ready to go. They want to fight. They want to get on that mat. Yeah. They wanted to before, but they really want to go. You know, it's like, come on, I, I'm I'm sick of sat around like not fighting. Yeah, yeah. And will a lot change in their training as you get nearer to the tournament, or is it going to stay? as it is at the moment? Have you got the process in place? Yeah, yeah I'm not one for, I can do it. I'm, I'm very good at planning it in, in my head and, and having ideas in my head. I'm not this guy on my iPad, we all planned out on their way. But I do it my way, which is not a silly way. It's not like I'm, I'm dodging, uh, cutting corners. I just feel like at the moment now, we can re- we've been really working on things to get it better. Yeah. Uh, footwork. Um, the, the length of technique, the uh, defence, the um, things that you, you couldn't work on as much before because you were, um, I mean, work on it for a long period of time because you're always sharpening them up for a comp. So we've been able to just like work a whole week, two weeks just on footwork. We've been able yeah. to work just on a specific kick, um, clinch work, um, which went from being a big part of karate to not due to the one-arm throws, which is nonsense. Yeah. Uh, to basically takedowns are very rare now to write them. So we have to look for something else that's going to be successful. So you, I'm constantly looking and working with the lads and we have big breakthroughs some weeks and we find something and it's working fantastic and we drill it and we've got to keep working on it. And then it's in the toolbox then. Yeah. So my training, my training up to sort of, now, well, no, 
you know, we, we've had fights up here. We've I've, I've had to referee some bouts, so that it's not just we're just doing that and we're forgetting about the realistic thing. We we spar regular up here because we can. We can just pick it out of the week because we've got that many sessions that we can do it in. But when we get nearer to comp, yeah, obviously we'll start doing a lot more uh, scenario drills, um, realism, you know, less of the, you know, the playing around stuff with the, uh, you know, you, you'll be every day doing partner work, but really more shorter but intense. So it's practically like a fight, but you're just a part of a fight. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're also looking to um, get some more bouts in, uh, some more test matches in. We want more of them. There's no better than that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, maybe even if we can at some point get some refs in to do it for us, get some fighters in. So, yeah, training will change, but it's been nice to work just on the details of certain things. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously now you're at the top of the coaching game, you know, you're coaching Olympic level athletes. Uh, what are some of the things that you could maybe feed back to um, British karate in terms of coaching? What, what sort of things would you like to see develop that could possibly allow us to feed in higher caliber fighters to that top level? Um. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say out of turn or, uh, you know, what I, I, I'm honest and, uh, you know, and if someone if someone gets upset by it, chances are because they're, they're, they're feeling it's aimed at them. Um, I think we had the best, one of the best fighting nations ever, Great Britain, England, Scotland, you know, whether we were individual nations or altogether as Great Britain, we've got, you know, Multi, multiple world champions yeah. uh, and I don't think out of any of them world champions that we've produced has got anything to do with English karate at a competitive level like at the international level there's not yeah. no, no one um, some don't have moved on into other things, some are here uh, I think why, why are we not using that um, knowledge and that experience that they've gained on the map why aren't we drawing on that why aren't we using that that's priceless that's that's a no-brainer for me yeah. um that you know because they've been there they've done it they understand everything about it. they'll they'll have the, the reason why they got there in the first place as a fighter is because they, they had to figure things out themselves in the fight they had to see things make sure they were training right so they've done it all, and the, the, otherwise they wouldn't have made it. So, and then the, there's none of no, none of the world champions have got anything to do with performance karate in, in England. I think, barring me, um, who's been like at the the highest level, uh, yeah. you know, compete regularly for England, and winning medals for England, um, and it's a shame. Uh, I think as a coach, if they haven't been at that level, they have to definitely build the way up, uh, work with good fighters at club level, even if they haven't coached them from white belt, that means nothing. My word, amateur boxers, when they go pro, they go to a pro coach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, 
you know, you know, same in MMA. My, my fighter, I had a really good cage fight. He got to a point where they just didn't have the training partners for him at my gym. They weren't pushing him enough. So he moved gyms and it's a, it's a shake of the hand and good luck and we're still mates today. And I, I, I catch up with him all the time because he just didn't have the the calibre of sparring partners at my gym for him. So I think um, uh, as a coach in this country, they've got to work their way up, work with some good fighters, um, start off at club level, move up to association, move on to regions, get some good chair timing, get some good uh, experience at a high level coaching. If you haven't fought at that level, and then all of a sudden you're going to go corner someone in a European match, yeah, bronze. You know, you might be more nervous than the fighter. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you know, move on to uh, national assisting, and then move on to you know whatever after that for you. I went through that whole process: club coach, association coach. Uh, I were a gateway coach for Wayne, Wayne Otto. Then Willie Thomas brought me in as a regional coach. He asked me to be his assistant national. And then when he left, I were a national coach. And that's me who were a world champion, you know, who's yeah. been there and done it. I, I, I haven't I've had anything given. No one's ever put give me the job straight away. I've, I've worked my way up. I've had to prove myself. I think when I got the assistant job under Willie, a few people like why Paul Newby and Willie goes, I've been abroad with him. I've spoke to him. And, he, he, you know, he's... He'll, He's willing to learn, but he's also got the eye for it. He's got knowledge. He's, you know, he's got some good, um, you know, I've got some good thoughts, some good ideas. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but, you know, so, you know, that that's with, with the coaching in this country. It's just, uh, we should have more people. Uh, for example, if I were going to pick some people after this, if, if we got to the Olympics, all went brilliant. And then afterwards, the other programme, they said, who do you want to be your assistant coaches? I'd say Jordan Thomas and Joe Calloway. Yeah, because then they're learning under me. I'm, they already know a lot. They're doing well, but I've got, I've got that more. You know, I'm older than them. I've got more experience. I can pass it on to them that my little bits help them as much. And then when I've had my, enough, then you've got two British guys going straight in. That, that this is an example. They're going straight yeah. in as head coaches for Britain, and they've got the pedigree. They've been. They've worked their way up the coaching. You know, and then. Mm. And, and then they they do the same, and then you've got a real good British structure of coaching. Yeah, no. yeah. Absolutely. So that's my opinion, anyway. That sounds fantastic. And um, as a so as a club coach, um, who wants to bring on better fighters, it, it's really on them then to, you know, get that experience, go for those qualifications, and put themselves out there at that next level. As a club coach. Yeah, who's looking to elevate his, his standard. Yeah, I don't want to jump too much. Work with your club, it's good, good working with your club. I, 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 I still do, but it's a bit different now because I've been doing it that long, going around all the time. So I went to, the, I'm still taking my fights to the tournaments I used to fight in as a PB. Mm. Um, but I loved with my club building them up and seeing kids that you've trained from white belt going on to win an English or British title and then get picked for England. It's fantastic. Uh, but I didn't try and overjump anything. I, I worked hard with my, my club. You've got to work hard with your club, learn your craft, learn how to put sessions together, learn how to work with people, uh, and then, you know, do the circuit, get your, get your club to as many tournaments as you can, chair as much as you can. Uh, if you're not, go to regional coaching sessions or if you're going to go to national coaching sessions, watch the higher level coaches, how they coach, um, 
you know, uh, hopefully they're at uh, a level where the, the, you know, they're not this old school punish and reward karate stuff. Yeah. You know, good feedback. You know, not just you're doing that wrong, give me 10 press-ups. That's not good. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's wrong. 20 sit-ups on, you know, give me 20 press-ups on your knuckles. You know, um, that's just, that's just rubbish. Uh, you know, it's, you know, good feedback, reasons why, how to make it better. Prove to them, you know, make them feel good about themselves, even in being told that they're doing wrong. You know, I don't like that punish and reward stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, just changing tack slightly, one of the things we talked about on a, I think on just a call, we, would, we started to talk about the rules of the sport and how they can really impact the outcome, um, you know, of, of a match. And particularly if you don't understand the rule set and you're not sure how to use it, could you maybe talk to us a little bit about how rules can impact on a match and how a coach can use those in training sessions to the advantage? Yeah, I mean, I think at the, the club level, I, I don't think you need to worry about it overly that much. Just let them get out there and get some mat time and just get score points, you know. You, obviously, at the highest level, you still got to score points, but you can yeah. start to use the rules a little bit in your favour uh, when you're getting a bit further up there with the warning systems, the Category 2s, uh, you know. Um, uh, in karate, you do this senshu now, so it's so important to, to try and score first, really. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that, that they'll always win, but my word, it does make life a, a, a fair bit easier. Um, the last 15 seconds, you go straight to your last warning. Um, so you can train your fighters to either push for points or push for a warning, you know? Right. And then that puts them on the last. So that means, you know, again, they've got one more thing to worry about because they're worrying already about the fight, but now they're worried about being, being disqualified. Um, so the yeah, definitely the warning systems, the sense you scoring first, uh, training your club to be really good at that. But I mean, you guys are from that sort of first to score thing, have that mindset. Yeah. I mean, you should have that mindset for every point, but obviously, it's going to change loads because of fitness in the bout and all that. So, but if you can drill your hip on Shobu or whatever it's called for, um, to get that first point, and then after that, you know work that to your advantage, you know, move around, let your partner get frustrated, run onto more techniques, get even more frustrated. That can help. Like I say, if you're behind and you're in the last 15 seconds, toss your barracoo, yeah. um, you know, you, you, um, you can push for the two ways of trying to win, you know, get them, get them to foul, you know, category twos, look on the category two, there's loads, there's about 13 category twos, but only about three category ones. Yeah. So there's loads of ways to get somebody to foul in category two. Um, the in, in international events, you've got the card, the, the video review card. Um, again, it, it, sometimes you can't nail it down. You just can't nail down how to do it best. I have a formula and I'll stick to it and I don't care. I'll tell my fighter before, this is what I'm doing. Uh, don't be asking me to show it because you think it's in, it's on me. Yeah. And uh, the, the card, you can... Your guy could beat my guy to the punch. Every meet gap, beat and get a flag, but I could get my card up and keep giving my guy points with you, even though you were first. All right. So it, 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 there's them things. Um, 
off the do you top think of my head. Do, do, is it just but, for that higher level that you need to focus on these things then? Uh, uh, yeah, when you're starting to fight for England, you've got to really start looking at these things. Uh, uh, club club tom, comps, you know, just get your karate better and score points and tune your karate up tactically. I don't think people at club competitions are over tactic, really thinking tactics just yet. Um, you know, fighting in a team is different to fighting in individuals. Again, it's, you know, you know, in an individual, in a, for example, if you're in a, an individual event and you're losing by a long way, you might just say, ah, that's it. In a team event, you've got to claw them points back for that count back at the end. If you lose by one point because you give up, your team's going to, you know, not be happy with you in a yeah. nice way. You know, so teams slightly different. Um, but the, the rules have changed. I, th I think the rules now, the, the, the Wacaretti thing, the last 15 seconds and the, and the, and the Senshu, I, I thought they were all right before. <laughs> I loved the takedowns as well. I thought it was fantastic. We could throw yeah. like players, kick like taekwondo and punch like a boxer, let's say, all in one sport. Yeah. And they took the, the throwing out. And I, I, th I thought they can't have one-arm throws. It's more dangerous than it was before. You're going to break your own fall and dislocate that elbow. You're going to... Yeah. You know, and, and you're not going to throw them right. You're not going to control the body when you're throwing them because you're only using one arm. So I thought the rules were really good before. I don't, I'm, I'm, essentially, it was all right, you know, but was it needed? And then um, one arm throws, that were a big one, obviously. You Wacaretti, so part, the part that opponents now. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that, Ben. No, I haven't. So if you're in a clinch now, the referee can shout Wacaretti and you right. have to separate and carry on so they don't say yame to put you back online because they're saying it's taking like a three-minute bout taking with the video review as well now. It could be taking 10 minutes a fight. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you've got a two-hour slot on telly. You need to get through all them fights and fights are taking 10 minutes. So we'll do a Wacaretti. The video review, I mean, right, a video review. I won't name names. You're, you're, you're a pun. You're, you're in the bout. I'm sat there. I've got so much to think about now as a coach. I can't just be like, you've got to think about that. Are the warnings right on the board? Are they yeah. this right? I've got my card. Uh, have they got their card? Uh, right. You know, the, the timing, right. And you've got all this going on. And it's, you know, it's, it's good for a coach because you, your days are like stacked out with, you know, excitement. You know, putting your card up and getting a yes and, win, you know, possibly winning a match for your fight is brilliant. I've done it on a few occasions and you just think, get in there. Yeah. Um, but I know a guy who was fighting and he threw a punch and it, it wouldn't have won him the match and it wouldn't have even brought him back level, but it had just got him on the board. And I thought, let's just chip away. Let's just chip away. It's a, it's a gag. This guy's a good kicker as well. So I thought, I'll give him that one and then he can maybe look for a kick after. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching and he go, bang, definitely, and definite score, bang. Jeez, I know it's only one, don't matter. Looked over and within about three seconds, I got a no. And I'm like, no, no. I, well, I've, my, my theories have gone. And we had pictures of it on the internet straight away, straight down the middle, beautiful. And then 
some footage came out a few a couple of months ago and it was of that fight and that punch. Yeah. And it showed the the punch and then it showed me putting the card up and then it showed the video review. They were video reviewing a different punch from earlier. <laughs> so when I stood up and I've gone and I've and I and I, I learned this from the world games, obviously. You yeah. it, 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 because you're talking and they don't really understand. You do this for a head kick. You do this for a body kick. Yeah. You do this for a body punch, this for a head punch. And you can also say it. So I can stand up and say, Jordan Zuke. Chudan Gere. So I stood up and I went, yes, Chudan Zuke. Chudan Zuke like this. And they went, oh, Chudan Zuke. They video reviewed a Kazami. <laughs> which made... <laughs> But that's a technique earlier. They didn't even video review the, the technique. Right <laughs> now, you, there's nothing I can do about that because I don't see what the... I'm, I'm then thinking, oh, well, maybe his punch wasn't as good as what I thought. Or maybe they, I'm questioning my card. And yeah, he's questioning... Yeah. yeah. And they were video reviewing the wrong technique. So that's two human <laughs> in a row. The video review is to stop human error. The judge is not just getting it right. Yeah. So the judge put one flag out. So he got one flag. So three have missed it. And the video review guy who's the guy who's supposed to bring it back in our favour because we want to make it fair, has got it wrong, and video reviewed the wrong punch. Amazing. You'd think they'd spot the, the Joe Dan Chiran difference, wouldn't they? Well, it, it, it just they're either rushing it or... I don't, I don't know. They just they went through, they found the punch that were about, I don't know, 15 seconds before, saw that punch. Oh, yeah, there's a punch, right. No. But they, they, they missed the one that I put the card out for. Yeah. So now I'm just no confidence in that at all. I'm just going to try my best. I've won a lot of matches with the card, but I was super confident. But And I think I'm getting to it right. This is how I do it. And if I've got confidence in myself, then I'm going to be confident and do it at the right times and gamble because I'm confident in myself, mm. uh, which I will still will be. That's what, Now knowing that, I think, all oh, right, okay, uh, the gap was good. Yeah. We ended, yeah. up, we ended up doing about four months just on that gap, which we didn't need to do because it was probably fine. <laughs> Excellent. Um, okay, so it's a change uh, tack now because um, I've had a question from one of our listeners, right now, Mr. Mm. Matt Price, um, asked me to ask you about boxing because um, you've obviously been a boxer, you coach ABA boxing, um, you're also a grappler as well. Um, so... Colin McMillan, a, a, a bout with him. You want to tell us about that? Uh, yeah. Um, I can tell you the... the <laughs> I can tell you my version that... Or I can tell you the version that Matt probably wants me to tell. <laughs> I'll just let you go with it. Well, the, yeah, right. Okay. Um, I'm a very professional... When it comes to fighting, I'm very professional. I'm a trainer. I'm never late, you know what I mean? When it comes to my fighting, um, you know, I take it very serious. I'm obsessive about it. Um, now, when I went into boxing, uh, they were having to promote me and, and and Joe Long was getting me a few good sparring here and there. And he, there was an opportunity at Senate to spar with uh, Colin McMillan, who was former world champion. Uh, yeah. One of the big ones as well. He was... Famous back, back just I think before, before Eubank and then uh, really good fighter. Now it works out. He's my coach going pro boxing coached him to the world title. So 
we we knew him he knew him better than anyone um so i'd not started training with him yet though the coach that's right it was when i was just about i just won the world title it was just the, we were striking striking up a bit of um interest and there were chances to spar because Joe Long knows Colin McMillan quite uh, quite well, quite personal with him, and uh, said, "Would I be willing to spar with Colin McMillan? I've not had a bout yet, yeah, with a former world champion at Senate in front of like the, the crowd, everybody that's there, you know, in the middle of the room, yeah." And I'm, 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 I'll never turn down the fact with my weight or reasonable, I'll never turn it down. So I said, "Yeah, no problem, I'll do that." Now. They were saying, oh, you know, he's, he's retired, he's been retired, you know, 20, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it was. Would you be willing to spam? Yeah, yeah, no problem. It's just a, an exhibition. So, you know, just take it light, no problem. But I always trained hard. So it's not like I turned up from being on couch. I was fit and I was turning pro boxing. I was really, you know, keen and loving it because it was something new. And uh, gets to the event on the Saturday, and um, I'm going to tell you Matt's version that he wanted. <laughs> he, we, we were at the event. I saw Colin. We had a few photos together. Matt had a few photos. Matt were going to corner me at the at the at the exhibition, and uh, I remember him being really playful and light-hearted and fun. And I thought oh, it's going to be a good fun tomorrow. It's going to be a laugh. And then. That night, me, me, Matt, Colin McMillan there to start with, but he went to bed early. That should have been the alarm bells. <laughs> and and uh, Joe, me, and, and and Paul Alderson, and I had a right, really good night. And uh, we had too many, too much to drink, you know. But we had a, such a good weekend. It was our fun weekend. We used to look forward to it. it just so happened I was going to have a friendly spa with Colin, and. Uh, Remember the next morning, I, I, was, I could hardly wake up. Matt put me in cold shower. Uh, <laughs> <to win>. <laughs> and he was like, come on, you've got a spark, Colin. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, no. Uh, and we get there, and Colin McMillan's warming up in the ring, shadowboxing, and he'd been there for an hour. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, anyway, we we were laughing. I did about four punches on Matt's hands because we didn't have any focus. Uh, <laughs> got in the ring and did, I think I did three threes with him and it went really well. I, I sparred well with him and, you know, it was respectfully. I didn't look out of place. He didn't, you know, it was it good. It was good uh, <laughs> to look back on. Um, and like everyone were impressed when I got out of the ring. Like, wow. Funny enough, the England karate team, which I were a part of a few months before, we're all watching. They were there doing something. They were all like cheering me on. And I remember Jason Legister coming up to me and saying, "Wow, that were awesome to, to go in and have a." F and we did have boxing is different to karate. Even when you say we're a nice, playful spy, still full contact. Yeah, still so heavy. You know, it's heavy. You're banging each other. You can quite easily get knocked out. Yeah. Um, but it it were just that little bit less. Just that little bit. You know. You know, if you caught away a good shot, they'd sort of smile at you and then you'd be like, yeah, all right then. Whereas normally you're going for a kill. So, um, yeah, that was a Colin McMillan story. And, uh, yeah, but that it was a good night, night before. But I'm sure that's the story Matt wanted me to tell you. We, we, we'd had far too much to drink. I think I had a giant Scooby-Doo teddy. It was taller than a man. I had it in a rear naked choke 
at one point and the people that owned it were trying to get me off it and they couldn't get me off <laughs> or choking out the uh, I don't remember that, but Matt, I think I had a photo. <laughs> I'll have to see that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Great. tell Matt. Yeah, well, well. All right. Thanks so much for talking to us today, uh, newbie. It's been great to to catch up with you and hear what the guys at the Olympic Centre are doing, and sure everyone's wishing you the very best and and the lads all the best for their training. Um, and we'll get back in in touch close to the time. Hopefully, everything will run as uh, it's meant to, and we'll see that qualifier go ahead in June. Yep. Thank you for having me again. Pleasure. Us. Us.